Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels on a Tuesday after an abysmal Monday night game here in New York City or in the surrounding environments known as New Jersey. Packers drop a brutal game to the New York Giants where pretty much from the get-go they were mistake-prone, shooting themselves in the foot, getting in their own way, use your analogy. That's what the Packers put on display throughout much of the evening. Now, there were certainly a silver lining here or there, but for the most part, that was a terrible game from the Green Bay Packers, and they still had a chance to win it at the end until Joe Barry took over. But from Jordan Love on through down to whoever you want to put at the very bottom of the roster, the Packers were just not good enough against a team that was very beatable. Uh, They played well, the Giants. They Certainly made the adjustments necessary throughout the game to beat the Packers, but uh, that's a team the Packers should have beat. No question about it. Uh, But, you know, with this season, we've talked a lot about how, you know, the youth of this team coming into play more often than not. It's not an excuse. They've played a lot of football at this point. They know what is required. They were not up to snuff last night. Um, And that includes one Jordan Love, who we've talked a lot about, and we've talked about it on this channel. We've talked about it on the radio. Every throw, every down is not a referendum on Jordan Love. There is going to be times when it looks like he's figuring it out, quote-unquote, and that certainly seemed to be the case the last couple games, right? And then there's going to be games like last night where it's very clear from the very first throw that something was a little off, didn't bring his A game, certainly got into a situation there at the end where he you know, pulled them ahead after a rough night, puts them in position to win the game, that's progress, especially when you compare it to what he was doing earlier in the season with some of these late-game interceptions, with the game on the line. Jordan Love delivered in a really tough spot, and that's what you want. You want a little bit of progress, incremental or otherwise, and certainly you saw that last night. But I'm not going to tell you that he played a great game or he's arrived or anything like that. But much like I said last week on Transplants, like much like I said earlier in the year, There are going to be ups and downs, and certainly last night was part of the down. But that doesn't mean, you know, that you throw out all the progress you saw with Jordan Love over the last couple weeks. It doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, he's going, you're reverting back to form, quote unquote. It is certainly a major moment for Jordan Love to look at and learn from, and hopefully he will. Um, But I've already seen like some kind of talk, chatter on the internet. Certainly there are people who, are not sold on Jordan Love, and I don't think any amount of high-level play are going to sell them on Jordan Love until he wins a ring because they pushed out Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love. And I kind of understand that mentality, but those people are probably never going to be swayed, right? So I understand like that's only one thing will bring them around, and that's a a Super Bowl trophy. Godspeed to those folks because hopefully that's the end game here. But to everyone else who isn't hell-bent on running the kid out of town after one bad game, This is part of the learning process, and there is zero doubt in my mind that when we watch the Packers take the field on Sunday against the Buccaneers, you will see a better performance, and I'm not saying it's going to be lights out, not saying he's going to automatically arrive and play like he did against the Chiefs or the Lions, but he certainly had a bad game and certainly started the game poorly. Um, But It's not a referendum on this season or certainly his career in the way that maybe the internet would want to have you believe. 
We'll see what uh, the week portends as far as the health of the football team, which I think is going to go a long way in determining how they approach trying to attack this Tampa Bay defense. Certainly last night, the A number one thing that jumps off the screen, especially going back and rewatching it, is how much they missed Christian Watson, his speed, his explosiveness, his playmaking ability. Hell, Jordan loves trust in where Watson is going to be and his ability to go and get up, make a play on the ball. You know, he put... Certainly the ball in places where Malik Heath had a touchdown. Uh, Romeo Dobbs probably should have had a touchdown. Uh, Jaden Reed stopped on a corner out, which probably would have been a touchdown. So it's not like Jordan didn't like deliver in spots where guys could potentially uh, make a play. But it's very clear he has a connection with Watson that isn't quite there with all these other guys. Um, and just the way the defense has to play you when Watson is out there certainly changes. And I think you saw the Giants defense pretty much knowing that there's not really a home run threat here outside of Jaden Reed, who Matt tried in a variety of ways to get the ball in his hands, but they were squatting on a lot of stuff. Uh, the New York Giants did an excellent job throughout this game, just keeping Jordan off his kind of on his toes just a little bit from down to down. It's really the first time I've seen Jordan Love's eyes drop and look at the rush in a way, even during the three game losing streak, I didn't see that much of. Um, he certainly was at times last night. That's a bad habit he can't get into, and I think, I, I do not doubt for a moment, Tom Clements will talk to him about it. But, um, and look, there's probably reasons he's looking at the rush. The offensive line was not on its A game last night. and Indeed, I don't think the entire protection unit covered themselves in glory last night. But it's certainly a very important learning moment for Jordan Love. But that's what it is. Don't make it more than that, because it ain't. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Mixing it up already. So good to see everyone. Uh, before I dive into your comments, I do just want to say I am absolutely dragging at this moment. So I am sorry if I am lackluster or not bringing the energy that you guys need on your Packers Daily. I probably will keep it a little bit shorter than usual today. Uh, been on the air a long time today. Was on the air a long time last night. Got about four hours of sleep before I having to get up and be on the radio. So I'm uh, I'm dragging, and I apologize. But I ain't not going to miss day after the game, Packers Daily. I'll tell you that. M starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Jay Barry couldn't digest Cutlet. Time to move on. See, there you go. There you go. A lighthearted quip and a turn of the page, which is pretty much all you can afford if you're the Packers because you got to get ready for Tampa Bay on a short week. That sucked last night. Burn the tape. Move on. Get better. Pack Daddy, what's going on, man? Best stat from Monday, Tucker Craft's 16-yard catch. Hey, Tucker Craft played a good game. I put him in the good, and the good, bad, and the ugly. And, you know, if you need to find a silver lining, Tucker Craft's play last night is a good one, especially since he played literally every snap on offense. Talk about answering the bell. I think he's doing some really nice work in line in the run game where he was really struggling earlier this year and this past summer in training camp. He certainly looks to be on the ascent, which is a positive. Ed, what's going on, man? It wasn't the national stage for Jordan Love Sunday night and Thanksgiving, so why the poor first half? Think and hope he's the guy, but Ed, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to make an example out of you, but it's not a referendum. You hope he's the guy. Well, yeah, hopefully he will turn into the guy. I think they'll probably sign him to an extension this offseason, making him the guy. But one bad game, hell, one bad half doesn't dismiss or diminish or 
erase all the good stuff we saw from Jordan over the course of the last three or four games. You know who else had rough first halves? Brett Favre in his first year as a starter. Hell, even in his second and third years as a starter. Don't make it more than it is. It was a bad game, no doubt about it. But that's all it was. Good evening from London. Hello, Dale. Good evening from New York City. I hope you're well. Jocelyn, how are you? The trappiest of trap games that ever trapped. Biggest surprise for me was the pass rush doing zilch all night except losing lane integrity. Jocelyn, that's where I'm really glad you brought that up because to me, that's the one area where it kind of lends credence to the Packers looking past the Giants. You know what I mean? Because the last two games, their rush was so disciplined and they did such a great job of not allowing Mahomes or Goff to break, contain, and get outside the pocket and make plays in a way they completely abandoned against DeVito. Whether it's Rashawn Gary, who I think was the main culprit here, but, you know, or Preston Smith or Lucas Van Ness, guys in the middle. I think Wyatt had a really good game, but just couldn't close the deal on one or two occasions. But for the most part, the lane integrity, the pocket constriction that they seemed to be so excellent with these last two weeks was completely out the door last night. And that's, to me, the one of the biggest disappointments. I'm with you. It's uh, it's unfortunate. Michael, what's up, man? Silver lining, Jordan Love is looking more and more like he never count me out kind of quarterback. That's something to build off of. Yeah, Michael, I mean, it's improvement, right, from earlier in the season. The fact that he put a string of throws together to put them in a position to win the football game, that's a positive step, no doubt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Vex, what's going on, man? If this year is about improvement, then it's time for Joe Barry to develop into unemployed. Three years of this trash and the defense makes Tommy DeVito look like Lamar freaking Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear they wanted to limit Saquon Barkley and the amount of damage he could do. And by doing so, they left themselves open, especially on the edge, on some of those keepers, the RPOs. Um, and then, yeah, just a lack of lane integrity on the pass rush that left the door open for DeVito to make plays with his feet. But look, I, when you go into the fourth quarter with leads against the likes of DeVito or Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett, something the Packers have done in each one of those games, and you can't close the deal against these young upstart quarterbacks, well, I'm sorry. There probably needs to be a discussion about your approach. And I don't know if that includes outright dismissal this offseason. I think if he puts a few more kind of things like that on tape, he meaning Joe Barry, yeah, that's probably a conversation Matt's going to have. But we've seen Joe Barry and that defense rally in December into January before. 
as recently as last season. So who knows? We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Joe, what's going on, man? Does Matt LaFleur know if Barry will return in 2024? Only Matt LaFleur knows at this point. And I don't think there is probably a decision to be made just yet. I think Matt will wait for the season to play out and then do his annual, you know, breakdown of everything that's transpired throughout the season. And we'll have his exit interview with Joe and then we'll know. But make no mistake, Matt is the only one who gets to make that call, and he'll make it eventually. Don Vito, what's up? LaFleur just now called another jet sweep. Christ. <laughs> yeah, I just talked about that with Andy Herman on Let's Talk Football, which will premiere right here on the channel at 6 p.m. Eastern. So when we're done here, you can look forward to that. Uh, I know lots of folks always check that out every week. I really appreciate it. Um, it's clear that's something that they really liked game plan wise. They worked on all week, had some success with it too. I mean, first play out of the gate, successful run, touchdown run with Reed. Uh, they hit a like a 20 yarder in the third quarter. So it's not like there was no success, but when you keep going back to the well and the giants certainly made an adjustment there in the second half, just felt like, yeah, there was a point where Matt needed to put it in mothballs and he just kind of, kept going back to it a little too often no doubt chris what's up man i will never ever root against the pack but to have a slight chance to get rid of barry they'll need to lose Ugh. not necessarily i i know it feels like a foregone conclusion like say they win these next four games oh joe barry will be back i don't think that's necessarily the case obviously the performance of the defense is goal the longest way but i, I think there's a few more factors in play there <laughs> on a scale of 0 to 10, with 0 being the worst, how bad do you think the play calling was? Was it influenced after Jordan had several massive misses? That's a very interesting question, Eric. Um, I don't think it I had a ton of influence as far as Jordan being very shaky early. There's zero doubt about that, right? But I just don't think we saw anything to suggest that the game plan in any way coming into that game was to kind of approach it the way they did against the Chiefs, where let's use Dylan to kind of tenderize them underneath right get three four five yards of pop keep ahead of the sticks sure seemed like they had the idea like we we're going to be able to do certain things in the air that never really materialized and they certainly thought they could take advantage of the giants on the perimeter with reed and some other guys some of that materialized but yeah i mean it's zero to ten man i don't know i'll give them a six and a half how's that you know i it's impossible to know without all the reams of data that they utilize each and every week when they're coming up with a game plan, situational calls where, okay, we know they like to run X, so we're going to call Y, things of that nature. Man, I don't know. It's really tough to say. Um, but like I said, pretty clear that I think he went back to the read well a little too often, but I don't think that's what lost them the game. Let's put it that way. Ed, thanks again, man. Should have known you talk about love first. I was hoping the slow starts were a thing of the past. I I don't think it's ever going to be just completely done and gone. It's always evolving. It's always changing. It's always cat and mouse as far as the offense and the defense, what you're trying to accomplish, what they're doing, maybe that you didn't expect scout-wise. You know, there's way too many levels to expect like, oh, it's always going to be lights out from the get-go. I just think that's football. That's not just Jordan Love. Uncultured, what's up? Wasn't going to let this game bother me, but I started thinking about 
the minute I got to work and stewed on it all day long, I had to watch some film of Fritz Schirmer's defenses to pep me up some. Ah, Fritz Schirmer, baby. R.I.P. Love me some Fritz. Uncultured again, what's up? I want to festivus it up, but I don't have enough money for all the airing of grievances. But making this schlub look like an all-pro is up there. Yeah, I mean, look. Man, they're coming off a bye. Dable is a good offensive coach. He schemed him up last year in London. He certainly schemed him up last night with a third-string quarterback. I, I, you got to hand it to them at some point. Like, they did a very good job. Their plan was sound. They put DeVito in decent positions. They were never really in duress as far as staying ahead of the sticks. That's well done and good execution on their part. Now, that doesn't mean the Packers, you know, have no blame or like it's not like they didn't, not saying they did not play well because they certainly didn't. So it wasn't a good night at the office for anybody involved with the Packers defense. But, you know, the Giants did their part. They played pretty damn well. And DeVito made good decisions. You know, at some point you do have to remember that there's another team out there that's trying to win just as badly as you are. And I, I'm not trying to excuse the Packers because God knows I am sick as sick of Joe Barry as anybody else. But you know, at some point you do have to give a little credit to the opponent. Uh, <laughs> I love this one. Uh, why does Matt always lose to bad teams and then say I need to do better every time? Joshua, what would you like him to say? I don't understand what people expect when these guys go get in front of microphones after games and what you think he's going to what? Throw everybody else under the bus? You talk about a lack of leadership and probably your best chance to turn the locker room against you and make a coaching staff resent you. I mean, it starts and ends with him. It's his squad. So, of course, he's going to say, I need to do better. They lost. That's on him. He's the head coach. I just don't get what people expect. Luke, what's up? What's more frustrating than the loss last night is I still haven't had carry the G. I feel like a bad cheesehead TV supporter. Luke, I was just sitting here thinking, man, can't believe Luke hasn't tried carry the G. That guy is such a bum. I'm kidding, of course. Man, you're one of our stalwarts, Luke. You know this. See, Donnie's got the right idea. Donnie on Facebook. Disappointing game last night, but we'll bounce back. See how simple that is? That's a good mental state to be in. I like it. I like it, Donnie. Donnie, you're in your element. Quinn, what's going on? Hey, Nags, maybe it's what an NFL QB should be able to do, but I was really impressed with Jordan Love adjustment at the line to open up the big play to Kraft. Yeah, there wasn't quite as much of it last night as we saw against the Chiefs in regards to using the cadence, maybe some of the tempo stuff to get them, you know, to declare. And I think the Giants did a very good job, again, giving them credit, as far as seeing what they did to the Chiefs. Because there were a few times when Jordan tried to use a bit of cadence, a bit of hard count, and the Giants did a great job of holding their water and not tipping their hand. Now, there were a few times, and one of the times you're suggesting here, the craft play, where he clearly knew or saw pre-snap what they were trying to do and made the appropriate adjustment. Uh, but for the most part, I think the Giants did a good job of studying that Chiefs tape and knowing what to expect in that regard. Don Vito, why give that cushion with a minute 30 left in the game? My brother, I have no fucking clue. I mean, Matt was asked about it, and I know at one point he said they're playing man and they're playing too far off. And like that makes me want to pull my hair out because what so what is you're literally the head coach. That is your defensive coordinator. It is crunch time. The game is on the line. 
how do you not make that an edict? I don't want dudes playing 100 yards off. You got the headset. Like it goes right up to Joe in the box. You can tell him what you want. I don't know, man. Why playoff? I have no fucking clue. I guess you want to protect against the very well known deep shot from DeVito to whoever. You know? It, yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't know. You know what's so fucking frustrating about that, too, is like, so you're playing off, right? You're play, limiting the big play. And then what? Three, four plays later, they're within field goal range, having not used a single timeout. I mean, it's just awful. It's just awful. And there's no kind of remedy that I can give you that isn't obvious that they don't know, but they, they being Joe refuses to do anything about it. This is how we're going to play each and every time, regardless of situation, this is our defense. Regardless of who the quarterback is, how much experience they have, we are going to play the same way. It's like, it looks like a fucking preseason defense. It's awful. It's just awful. And as long as Joe's in town and he's running this scheme, nothing's going to change. Braden, what's up? You think A.J. Dillon has proved himself this year to get an extension? I feel like he'll take a hometown discount to play for the green and gold. Jones? I like how you tried to get a little more of your money's worth there at the last part with just Jones question mark. That's funny. Um, Jones, are you asking about Jones' contract? His knee? Will he be back this week? I don't know on any of that. As far as A.J. Dillon, I think there is zero doubt in my mind that they will talk to A.J. about an extension at some point, maybe before we get to the end of the year, uh, but definitely this offseason. Now, I know the perception is, oh, he'll take a hometown discount because of his deep involvement with the community, of which is very real. I don't, for a second, think it's disingenuous. I don't think it's a, an attempt to kind of give him anything other than Yes, I love living here, and I love being part of this community. I think that's very genuine from AJ. But, man, you can still own a home in Green Bay or Door County or wherever and then go play for another team, especially if you're signing a decent-sized contract. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I People talk about hometown discounts, and I'm like, man, your average, average career in the NFL is like three and a half years, and AJ's already beat that. You want to make as much money as you possibly can when you can make it. And if your one shot at getting into the free market and making a dollar is to not take a hometown discount, I think that's probably what AJ is going to do. So I think it'll have to be, you know, a fair contract. I don't think it's going to be super cheap. But you look at the state of the running back market and you look at the state of the position itself, that probably obviously helps the Packers. Of that, there's no doubt. Just because of the devaluation of the position league-wide. You know, so yeah, I think there's a good chance he's back, but there's some ball game left there. Uh, Andrew, thanks for the super chat. Teams, wolf. Yeah, I talked about this pretty extensively with Andy. I, it's just, it's frustrating when you know how much Basaccia has been given comparative to past special teams coordinators for very similar results at this point. Now, there are some kind of context things there with the youth of the kicker, the idea that Nixon is trying to make a play, just like the whole reason he's in that position 
is because Amari Rodgers was so poor and they finally put him back there and he made plays because he tried to make big plays and he made them happen. It was very exciting. One, you know, an all pro accolade because of his playmaking ability. Last night he got caught trying to do too much. It was pretty damn simple, you know? And that all goes back to what the emphasis is. And Basaccia, I'm not saying he has all gas, no break, but he wants you to be a playmaker back there. He doesn't want fair catches. He wants, you know, forward momentum. He wants big returns, etc. He wants you to bring it out of the end zone. He's fine with that. He wants an attacking mentality, which is all well and good, and I get it, but, man, the results have not been great. They have not been great. Peter, what's up? Looking fresh, Aaron. Uh, I shaved. These ups and downs of a freshman kicker and team are expected. Love the rally at the end and the excitement every game brings. Look at Peter up in here with a positive attitude, with a healthy outlook. What? Who let this guy in? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Peter. It's appreciated, man. Uncultured. Thanks again. I hope Barry likes his new job next year as a restroom attendant at Stucky's. Who am I kidding? He'd fail that, too. Ooh, baby. I mean, I'm no Joe Barry fan, but that, that, that one even feels harsh. My goodness. TKM, you're at your post. Just jumping in to say, called it. Quarterback J-Love. I, I don't know what, exactly what you called, but word. Tom Grassi's here. What's up, Tom Grassi? That sweater, though. Hey, it's the last thing my mom made me right here. I love this sweater. It's cold finally in New York, so I can wear it. That's I've just been... Dying to wear some sweaters, man. Dag, what's up? Nice to see even the coach is up with a soft-ass defense and call out his own mistakes. Hopefully changes happen before the Buccaneers game. <laughs> Dag, are you new here? I don't expect much to change. I think things will probably look pretty similar throughout the rest of the season. There's not going to be some wide swing, you know, some... Well, noticeable perceptible change remember this summer when we got quotes from jair alexander about oh we're going to be doing some different things they brought in a new defensive backs coach and oh we're going to be a little bit more aggressive at the line remember all that yeah that's where you know i understand the personnel is very different now as it was to then but it goes back to play style it goes back to mentality it goes back to what you stress you are what you emphasize as a coach and it's certainly not being emphasized that we want to be, you know, the attacker, the aggressor. We want we don't want to put them, you know, we don't want to dictate to them. We want to be dictated to constantly, always with Joe Barry. That's who they are. It's who they are. It's who they have been, who they will always be with Joe in town. Vex, what's up? Matt LaFleur, fire Joe Barry. Expect JB back next year. I think these next four games will go a long way in determining that. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's for damn sure. All right, everybody. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Like I said, premiere of this week's Let's Talk Football drops at 6 Eastern. Make sure you check that out. Hit like, hit subscribe. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good night. Go Pack Go.